0: so worthy, God. Mm -hmm. You deserve the glory and the As we bless your holy name, you deserve the glory and the honor, Lord. We lift our hands in worship as we praise your holy name. for. and worship as we bless your holy name you deserve the glory and all the honor so we lift our hands and worship as we praise your holy name for you he-
1: It is still morning. I want to acknowledge the pastor in the house, Pastor Ava. Thank you. Thank the Lord for her. For my family, I won't call names because there's so many of them. Thank you for supporting me this morning. My friends, everyone in Mixed and all those in l h welcome. Welcome. You're at the right place. And as that song ends, I just want you, I like to end starting this morning. I want you all to wrap yourselves because you might not have anybody to wrap you. So I want you to really sense the Holy Spirit wrapping you this morning and saying to you, I am not alone. Jesus is saying, He's there with you in your living room, intimacy, feel close to him, hug upon him, rub upon him. That's what he wants. It's not about sexual intimacy, it's a special intimacy with the king of kings and lord of lords. Oh, I love him. Oh, how he means so much to me. He's my comfort. He is my lord, and he is so close. This morning, I would like to share with with you from the book of Philippians, one of my favorite books, from a child growing up, from I became a Christian at age 11, I became a Christian at a young age, but you might be wondering how old I am now. I'm only 25, still talking about 12 years ago. I wish I'm not no 25. However, I've always always been in love with the book of Philippians. I think that was the first book I was drawn to as a young believer. I like the apostle Paul. I like what he represented. I like how he was thrown off a donkey or a horse, whatever it is, and he came face to face with Elohim. He came face to face with the King of Kings. And that reminds me so much of my life. My last message was Jacob. And I remember telling you about Jacob, but today it's about the Apostle Paul. So as I go into prayer, I want you to stretch your hands towards me and pray with me and pray for me that the Holy Spirit will take full preeminence, full place in my life. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for today. I thank you for this platform that I can stand on and talk about you, Lord, and talk about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you because I'm only a clay that you can speak through. I give you praise and I give you honor. And Father, I'm asking you, let it fall on good ground Let it fall on solid ground. Lives will be changed on Mixelar and on this platform. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. My text this morning is taken from, hope you're all hearing me, the book of Philippians, as I just told you, and I'm reading from the, the New King James Version. This morning, I decided to use the New King James Version. My text is really Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 to 7. But I feel led to read from verse 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious. Touch your neighbor. I don't know if you have a neighbor. Whoever you want to touch, touch yourself. And say this morning, be anxious for nothing, not a thing, not a thing, not a thing, not a thing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, my friends, my guests, I'll be talking to you this morning on intimacy that guard your heart and mine. And in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, before that, the, the, the Apostle Paul is writing to a church in Philippi. This is about AD 60 to about 60, 61. And here we see Paul is in jail. Paul is in prison. He's no longer in his comfort zone. Lord, how would I protest? I know for me, I could not be in jail and talking about rejoice and giving a command, be anxious for nothing. I would say, me want me yard, me want me bed. But Paul was in jail. And you know why Paul could say this? Because he had an intimate relationship with Elohim. He knew God. He knew him, this was the same Paul that said in Philippians chapter 3 from verse 10, that I may know him. And my brothers and sisters, this is where I want you to be this morning. That you may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Intimacy comes with suffering. Intimacy is not just the be all and the end all. It comes with suffering. So I'm back to my, my brother Paul, who I really admire as one of my great apostles. I like Paul and I like Peter. I like the peas. And Paul is in jail and he's writing a letter, a love letter, to the, to the people in, 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 Philippi, in, in Philippi. And he's saying to them, be anxious for nothing. Paul had a joy in this book of Philippians, from Philippians 1 to verse 4. You see joy 16 times in this book. So for us to be intimate with the king of kings, there has to be joy, unspeakable. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I remember this song in Sunday school. I have joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart. I got the joy. So joy remains constant. Happiness is fleeting. Joy is the quiet confidence, assurance of God's love and work in our lives. No matter what happens, no matter what happens, joy is still there. Happiness is fleeting, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. So it depends on Yahweh. It depends on him. It's not about you. It's about the joy that you find in Yahweh. And this is what Paul was experiencing in this, at this time, in this narrative, and my brothers and sisters, why I I struggled with this message. I told my friend, she told me I was going to preach in in December, and I I I had this verse, and God really gave it to me. But in January, sometimes she said, "No, you're going to do intimacy," and all I wanted to talk about is intimacy with the Holy Spirit, and I struggled with it. I started doing the preparation. And all of a sudden, God railroaded me because for the past three weeks, it has been chaotic for me, for my family. But God never changed. So he allowed me to go through a time of anxiety. And I'm saying, Lord, I surrender because intimacy comes with surrender. You cannot have somebody that you love and you're doing your own thing. And that is what I'll be talking about to you this morning. So anxiety is an uneasy feeling of uncertainty, dread, fear. And it's the Greek word. I don't know if I can pronounce it that well because I didn't do Greek in school, eh? I only did Spanish. Merimano, M E R I M N A O. And why I remember this word, it means like you marinate. You're marinating, you're marinating, you're thinking about the same situation. Over and over and over and over again. You need to irrigate, irrigate your mind with fresh thoughts. When you are doing this, it shows a lack of trust. And that is one of the barriers to intimacy. Anxiety fears lack of trust. You cannot be in a relationship and don't trust the person that you are with so if you are in if you're a child of god how can you be anxious when he is the king of kings he is your lord he is your everything but we are gonna say we are humans and we will err we will and this week about this week i got a letter and it never resonated that well with me and for some reason at the time i was still preaching i was still preaching um Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And when the Lord, when the letter came and I read the letter, I said, Oh no, God, again. I'm talking a little bit in parable, I won't get into the detail of the letter, but it's it it put me on my face. And I remember I called a friend and they prayed. When you are going through anxiety, you need someone with the like-mindedness, somebody who can pray with you. Sometimes you can't even pray because you become so anxious and anxiety is sin. it is. So when we wake up in the morning, let's not look on the solution because even in Jamaica where I am, if I look on what is happening on the situation, I mean, sorry, we won't look at the situation because some of us watch the news. I have a sister that she can't do without watching the news. She'll be nameless. And all the news bring is how many cases of COVID the crimes in Jamaica. Pray for my country, Jamaica, because there is a diabolical spirit over this country right now and we want God to intervene. So when you marinate and you watch the news and you hear the cases are going up to 400, the the death toll has gone up. It doesn't sit well with you. You become anxious. So sometimes I lock it down. I don't even want to watch the news because I want to focus on something better. Than what is happening in our country So what happens when you get up in the morning And you seek the situation Instead of the source And the source You know who your source is So I'm talking about the S's The situation and the source The situation becomes bigger Than God And God is saying it makes you anxious It starts your day with anxiety And what God wants us to do Is start our day with him. So I'm going to tell you a little bit. Anxiety is a tool that the enemy uses to keep us from resting in intimacy in the promise of God. So it is a tool. Remember I said early on that the Greek word marinamo, which you marinate. So it's a tool that the enemy uses. The enemy will have you imagine every possible outcome to destroy your peace. Don't give in. don't give in into his terrorism. He terrorized Christian and where it starts is in your mind. And then it goes to the heart. Fill your heart with love. Guard your heart. Anxiety and worry is very similar. So I'm telling you barriers to intimacy, anxiety, worry. Worry is unreasonable. It's irrational. It's unnatural. You know, when you see, what the Lord says about the birds in the air in Matthew chapter 6, verse 27 to 29, and it goes on and on. It speaks about the birds, how they toy. They don't worry. But you know what? The birds fly at an altitude, so it gives them a better attitude. That's what the Holy Spirit does drop in my spirit. In other words, my message has changed. They fly at a certain altitude, so they don't worry about what is happening here, down here. Then the Lord said in that same chapter, look at the lilies. The lilies are planted. They are grounded. So as a woman or a child of God, you got to be grounded in his word. You got to be grounded as the plants. And you have to soar like the birds. Soar above the situation. Soar above the problems. Soar above the lack. Soar above everything else. I, I was a flight attendant, so I know what it is like to soar. You go high in the skies, 39,000 feet. But up there, if you're not careful, you take the problems with you. But the birds don't. The birds are free. They're flying high above the problem. Worry is assuming, and it's the same thing as being anxious, is assuming the responsibility, the responsibility that God never intended for you to have. God never intended for you to worry, Ruth. Instead of worry, Worship. Take the worry out. And worship. And you know. Worry says. I am acting like I am God. Because I am looking at my situation. And taking control of it. Instead of giving it. To him. You know you get frustrated. Because as I said again. You are going around and around. And around. In circle. Because this. This is not your throne. This is the enemy's throne. And you want to go high like the birds. But when you go high, you have to watch your intake. Watch what you are intaking. The movies sometimes, if you don't have a lover and you're watching all these movies, you will get lonely. I was a soap opera fan. Love Young and the Restless, which made me restless. I realized that it wasn't taking me anywhere. It's true. Nobody could get me not to watch Young and the Restless. And I have sometimes, it gets you restless. So what you watch, your intake, it becomes a part of you. So the Lord removed me from all of those. I hardly even watch TV now because I want to be, as what Paul says, to be like Christ, to know him more. So I get more into the word. I get more into books. I call my pastor who loves to share because, boy, she can give me some things to share. So I occupy my thoughts with that, but don't think. I don't get anxious. I was just telling you, I got anxious um, this week. And when you, when you worry, you're acting like an orphan. And you're not orphan, my brothers and sisters. You're not. You're children of the most high. Sometimes we forget our position, who we are in Christ and whose we are. You know, you set up yourself for failure when you start looking at your situation. But God is saying to you this morning, look to me, be anxious, because he is your shepherd. The song says he is my shepherd and I am not alone. You are not alone, my brothers and sisters. When you trust God instead of worrying, because that's the opposite and worry is a barrier. So you have to now incorporate trust. And Romans 3 and verse 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It speaks from the heart. It has to be a heart issue. And that is why I said, guard your hearts. Don't think about the negative. Think about what God has for you. Its eyes cannot see what he has in store for you. But sometimes we delay it because we constantly marinate on the past, marinate on our past failure. God, I want a husband. God, I want a car. God, I want, I want, I want. And we're not looking to the source who is the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, life is just so uncertain sometimes. And when we think too much about ourselves, it also speaks of pride. But I'll get to that. Later down in my message. I won't be very long this morning. It speaks of pride. When it's all about me, 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 and the I, and the I, and the I. It does, speaks about that. And God is saying, remove that. Look to me. Look at the birds. And you're saying, Ruth, you can say that now because maybe you're not going through. You don't know the half. I have been through. But I have learned. I am still learning to trust God. Because anxiety takes you nowhere. It's like a circle. You're constantly going around and around. I know that reminds you of the children of Israel. When they were going to the promised land because of complain, they never reached the promised land. They complained. They were anxious. They cursed Moses out. Because guess what? Their focus was different. They weren't thinking Lord, we are with you. You have taken us through so many plagues. You're taking us across the Red Sea. So sometimes when we worry, we're just looking at what is happening now. But we need to look at the past and see what has God done for me lately? What has he done for me lately? And he's always doing. But we just have to look up and stop the worry. We worry about money. Money doesn't have... I'm not saying that you shouldn't worry about money. But what can money do when you don't have it? God is the provider. He said he will provide all our needs according to our riches in glory. You must enjoy what is happening in the now. Live passionately, love completely, and you must learn to learn humbly. So I'll be going now a little bit further down in my passage. I've just finished Anxiety and what it does, the barriers, it's all about lack of trust, And anxiety is a sin. Because I'm not saying you can't be concerned, you know. Don't get me wrong. There's a difference between concern and being anxious. And it's okay to be concerned. And it's okay to have a little nerve sometimes. But when you marinate, when you stay there for too long, it takes you to a different level. And I want to give you this morning three weapons that you use against anxiety. And three weapons into intimacy with the king of kings. And the first one, an intimacy is the I into me, the I into God. The intimacy is Yahweh himself. Because sometimes we want to have a relationship. Yes, we want to get married, but we are not spending time with the king of kings who will lead us to the man that he wants you to have. So you have to draw close to him. I remember... Last year, I said to myself, Jesus, you're my husband. You are my husband. So when I go into bed, I wrap him around. The Holy Spirit, I know, is inside of me. But I I, I had Jesus as my husband. And I really learned to love him, to adore him. So when the real husband come around, I will be ready like Freddy. Because I've learned to spend time with Master Jesus. And I'm imploring you this morning. To do that and everything else will fall short. Do not try and fix you. I want this and the I and the I. No, that's not what God is saying to you. Come and get to know me. Come into the secret place. And this is through prayer. Me love to pray. I am a woman of prayer. I must tell you, I've learned to pray a couple of years ago because I thought I could pray. But I had a friend who taught me How to pray. Prayer is essential. Prayer is a level of intimacy. You access God to do something relational. So it is a relationship. So when you pray, it's it's a two-way communication. Don't forget that. We seek to align ourselves with God's will. Prayer thrives in the context of authenticity and vulnerability you got to be authentic you got to be vulnerable when you go before jesus you can't just be pretending he already knows your heart and god knows it so if you are authentic if you are real and i do believe i get real with him i tell him my deepest secret i tell him my desires I said, God, you have created me. You have created the desires. You have created, I'm going to be very vulnerable now because Daniel is my niece and she's not that young. But you have created all my sexual needs. So I'm asking you, God, to bring them under subjection. I want to walk blameless. I want to walk holy. So I go into prayer and I'm very real with God. I said, God, I never asked you to be a woman. You created these organs. So I'm asking you to help me to bring them under subjection as I am a single woman. And you know that there are men out there, ladies. Let's be real. But when you get into prayer and you align yourselves, you align yourselves and you be authentic and you be vulnerable with the father. I think there's a verse in Luke 11 verse one. You can read it after this. And I brought I have a little acronym for prayer where it says prayer releases all your eternal resources. Pray for prayer, R for release, A for all, Y for your, and E for eternal resources. Prayer ushers you into the Holy of Holies. Two weeks ago, was it last week or past the week? No, last week was the anniversary, which was so great. I was so many different hats I had on. But the pastor gave us four levels. Some of you who weren't here on uh, the week before, was it last week? I don't remember. Last week. week. The four levels. The four levels of intimacy. She spoke about desire. The arousal side. The orgasm. We can't even call the word again. Say, pastor, open your mic. (laughs) Orgasmic level. Yes, the orga- I wanted her to say the orgasmic level and then the resolutional level, right? So don't think intimacy for God is like that too. And a lot of you here on this platform have been married and you know what those levels are. I won't go over, you can go and get her message. It was so profound. But intimacy takes you into the holy of holies. Desire is the outer court. Ar- arousal is the inner court. But when you get to the resolution level, you're in the cuddling state. You're in the intimacy. You're in the Holy of Holies. I want to encourage you that's what prayer does. Prayer takes you to different levels. And it's not just a communication with yourself alone, it's a communication with another person. So you have to learn to listen. So when you pray, you have to stop and listen, and God speaks. I will share with you that I walk sometimes and God speaks to me a lot when I walk. For some reason, I guess there are no distractions. It's, I'm walking alone and I usually walk around my area in Grosvenor Terrace and there is a big tree that I usually go under. Not the juniper tree that Elijah had to run to, but I go under this tree and that is where God speaks. And you know, he would say to me, block out everything else. I know Valentine just went for a lot of you and, and I know you weren't anxious about it because who are the married people on this, on this platform? Not much, but it's okay. Some of you might have fiancé or whatever you might have, but you weren't anxious for Valentine. You were looking for something special. Some of you might have gotten roses, orchids, whatever it is. But I'm just saying it was a moment that you enjoyed. And that is what prayer is. When you go in, you're going to seek the giver. You're going to seek him. You don't worry about tomorrow. When you sit at the table with your lover or your husband, you are not, sometimes you do. But especially when the relationship is just budding, you're just getting to know each other. You don't have time to talk about certain things. You're just focusing on each other. Right, Karen and Anne? You're only focusing, all the people I can see on my, you're only focusing on each other. You're looking into the eyes. You're looking to see what you can't see where you're listening for. It's a bit difficult now for some of us because it's COVID time. And trust me, COVID changed the world. With COVID, you can't hug. With COVID, it becomes oppressing sometimes. But God is saying, let that go. Come with me into the Holy of Holies. And I don't want you to just have the desire I want you to come full force to know me, to get to know me in prayer. You know, when you, when you are with John Doe, you're not thinking about Michael Doe. I'm using just names. You're not thinking about, it can't be the same brother. You're not thinking about Michael when you, you're not supposed to. You're into the person. And that is intimacy. Phone must lock off. Phone must be turned off because you're in a zone with the two of you. All right, my peeps, I hope you're getting the picture of what prayer is all about. Prayer is about you and God. And when you get into there, you have to wait. You have to learn to listen. And I was telling you about the tree. So, you know, I was seeking God for an answer. As a matter of fact, I wasn't really seeking. And when I went under the tree, God gave me the word. And let me tell you, I was disappointed because that's not what I was ready to hear. Because prayer to that, I was praying because you cannot see God without constant prayer in my house, when I'm sweeping, I am praying, sweep out everything, God, sweep them out, sweep them out, when I'm showering, I say, Lord, wash me, wash me like hyssop, cleanse me all I use, I try and use everything for prayer, so I will get close to my master. I'm not saying I'm into the place of holy of holies because sometimes. I worry. I do. I do worry so I don't get there yet, but I'm working like Paul. I'm forgetting what's behind and I am pushing forward. The next one, I'm getting there. I said, prayer is one of the weapons. The next one is supplication. And the, the Lord said, in, in this in the King James Version, it says with prayer and supplication. Now, what is this supplication more about? Supplication is when you lay. So prayer, you lift your hands and you surrender. It's a place of surrendering. Surrendering that, God, I can't do it on my own. I can't take on this problem. I can't take on this marriage. I can't take on this man. So I'm giving it to you. But when you supplicate, you lie prostrate on the floor, lying, prostrate, humbling yourself. This is a place of humility. This is a place where you say, God, you are in control. I am supplicating to you. And there is a verse in 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7 that he says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he will lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares. My sister put up the slide with anxiety. I know we can spell it, but I'm going to show you something in anxiety. What anxiety does. Anxiety, in anxiety, A-N-X-I-E-T-Y, in the middle of anxiety, there is an I, right? And that's where the problem is. That I is all about you. The iPhone, the I-Bill, the I-Car. The I man, the man that I want, the car that I want is all about I, 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 I. I. And with that, there is pride. And that is not another block, a barrier for intimacy. Because when you get intimacy with God, you supplicate, you go under, you lie prostrate with him and you say, God, there is nothing else I can do but stay in that position because the opposite of humility is pride and our pride blocks us from going under with God from lying. I have this posture now where I lie on my face flat before him because I want him to speak. And I'm saying, God, I am your humble servant. There is nothing I can do with all the bills, with all the cares of this world. I am anxious, yes, and it is pride, but I'm coming now to humble myself with you. I'm seeking reverence. I'm seeking to get closer, closer than just the prayer because I now have to supplicate. So anxiety is behind me, and I'm learning to lean on you, lean on you. And I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, my friends on this line, on Mixelar, anxiety is the fruit. And the root is pride. So, for you to get rid of the root, you have to get rid of the root so the fruit can go. And that is why I put this up on the board. Remember, the I, it's right there in the middle. And another one, pride, it's right there in the middle. And that is what the Lord just gave to me this morning. So, I have to call my sister and say, I need that slide. Because the message never ends until you complete it. He has changed even the very word that I want to speak even now. And I'm encouraging you because I'm encouraging myself too. Because I do get anxious. And I am prideful. And I'm saying to you that it is pride. And remember the Bible says, he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So I want you, my brothers and sisters, to supplicate. Supplication is important in intimacy. It is a part of the prayer family. So to get to know God, you have to be praying constantly. And you have to learn to listen. It's not just about you talking. It's about you hearing from him. And when you supplicate, you lie flat on your face. And it's it's the posture of humility. And, you know, even sometimes when we're at that place and we're just doing it as a routine, it's not going to work. You have to invite the Holy Spirit to help you to get to that place. So when you go down there, it's not just a time that you are thinking about what happened yesterday. You're in the presence of Yahweh. You're in the presence of Elohim. You're admitting that you you're admitting that you have lots of limitation. And when you supplicate, you're gonna get intimate with God. He's gonna turn over everything, He is the higher power. To humble myself, it means you get rid of your pride, you get rid of your problem, and you look now at the purpose and the plan that he has for you. But when, you are in, when you're when prideful, it allows you to look at the problem instead of the purpose. He said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he speaks of his hand. And what God's hands represent, his hand represent purpose, his hand represent provision, his hand represent plans for your life that you are blocking because you're being anxious. Mm. And he's saying, supplicate, go in prayer, go in prayer, my daughters, go in prayer, my son, supplicate with me, because that is where you will find pleasures at my right hand. It's not about just getting, and I know that we need relationship because God is relational. But until you get what it is to have that relationship with him, you will be a better person in relationships. Mm. With your family, with your spouse, but you have to get it right with God. And God is saying to us this morning, the battle doesn't belong to you. It belongs to him. I don't have to think about about it because God has the strategies. God has them. We just need to let go and let him. I humble myself to the strategy, strategy of God. I humble myself to his wisdom who worketh all things, all things. Because remember it says, be anxious for nothing. But God works the all things, the all things he works out. He wants to bless you through your problems. He is going to bless you. And I know God is going to do it. So even when you are going through it and you're supplicating yourself at the mercy seat, you know, God will allow things to change. But is it in his timing? So you take yourself off the situation. You take the eye out of anxiety. You take the pride away and you supplicate. You say, here I am. To worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to call you King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God direct our lives. Reorder our steps, Lord, because my steps are ordered by you. I want to be intimate with you, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Because that's the only way to go in this trying time, in this pandemic. Wherever you go in the world, there is a pandemic, but how can you rest in him? How can you not think about the problems? How can you not think about the variants of this disease? How high it is in Jamaica now, the the nurses are under stress. The doctors are under stress, but God never stresses. God is in control. God knew this would have happened. So we got to press into him. We got to prostrate into him. We got to pray. My brothers and sisters, if you don't get anything this morning, I want you to get prayer. Prayer is so important in our lives. Without it, we are orphans. Without it, we are divorced. And that is why we become anxious, because we are not praying. And I'm speaking to myself, because I'm getting louder now, because my emotions are rising, because I know it happens to me too often, and I don't want to go there. I want to cast it on him and humble myself under his mighty hand, because at his right hand, there is pleasures for evermore. Oh, what fellowship divine. I am yours and you are mine. The third, but not last, I'm getting there. I'm not going to be long because I want you to remember this. I want you to remember it. And I want, I had to live this message before I said it to you this morning. Because I'm telling you, the last three weeks, the enemy came out, but God was there. He came out for us as a family, and I'm grateful for him. And I had my own personal condition, too, that I had to take to him. And that is when I realize how too often we think about our problems more than the promises, more than the plans, and more than his purpose. That he has for you. Nlh purpose plan. I'm changing it up, but I'm saying to you this morning, he has a purpose, he has a plan. But you are delaying it, delaying it because you're being anxious. God, you want the husband. You want, 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 You know that song, everything. God is saying, I am more than enough for you. Press into me with thanksgiving. This is the thanksgiving partner where you give thanks. So you're praying and it is still a form of prayer. It is still a form of prayer because you're not going to thank him. You're gonna thank him for the problem. You're gonna adore him. And this is when you get even closer because you're now adoring him. You're adoring the King of Kings. You get to him and I say, God, I thank you for the problems. It's hard to say it, but that's when you know you have a level of maturity in God because you're now thanking him for what he's going to do. You're adoring him. Thanksgiving is a spontaneous response to God's outpouring love. Got that? Thanksgiving is a spontaneous response to God's outpouring love. So when you start giving him thanks, you're at a different level. Your problems are now behind you. You're not looking at CNN. You're not looking at MSNBC and see what is what happened the other day at the Capitol. Because once you put all of that in your mind, your mind becomes so full that there is no space. I have a phone and it is telling me from the other day that there is no space in the phone. It's overloaded. That's what happens when you become anxious, when you don't spend the time in prayer, the, the, the mind becomes overload. Your intellect becomes overloaded, And there is no space for the King of Kings to enter into a place of peace. So he can give you his peace because of what you have been marinating on. And I'm saying to you, when you get to the stand of Thanksgiving, you're going to honor him. Lord, I adore you, Lord, I magnify you, Lord. I thank you, I thank you, and you're just into thanksgiving. That also is another form of intimacy. And that also anxiety must go when your posture is forever praying, forever supplicating, and forever giving thanks. We bless him for what he has already done. It's a prayer that moves upward. So we go to the vertical. We're no longer horizontal. We're going up into that throne room. My brothers and sisters, take the time to get to know him. Take the time to get to know God. And the only way you can know him, pastor cannot know him. Karen cannot know him for me. Anne cannot know him for me. Daniel cannot know him. Dottie cannot know him. Prudence cannot know him for me. You have to know him for yourself. As the apostle Paul says, that I may know him. And some of us, when the suffering comes, we tend to want to run away. Because it gets harder. It gets harder. Don't think it's going to be easy with intimacy. In a marriage, it's not easy. Because it's two different people from two different situations, two different backgrounds coming together to be one. But the Bible says if a man loves himself, he will love his wife. So you gotta be loving. And it's the same thing God loves you because he gave his only son to die. What sacrifice are you willing to make? Paul made a lot of sacrifice. Paul was flogged about four times with 39 slack. Um, He won less than the 40. Paul was at sea shipwrecked naked. How much will you go? How far will you go to be intimate with God? Will you take the lashes? And the lashes might not be the literal lashes. It might be situations in your life that God will remove. And God has moved a lot of things in my life. And that is why I can talk so passionately. He removes it. You know, I'm going to get vulnerable right here now. I used to love to give. I'm a giver. I have it and I give it. I give to my sisters. I give to anybody. Don't even want to ask me, I give. But God strips me sometimes because he's teaching me to trust Him. So because I used to give, I have a problem with receiving. And I had a problem with receiving because I no longer have it. Because God had to take me. I remember In Air Jamaica, Air Jamaica, God bless Air Jamaica. It was a beautiful place to work. Money was not a problem. It it afforded me a house and a car. And it was not a problem. But I see God stripped me in 2010. He took away Air Jamaica for me to spend more time. And that is when I really changed my ship. I know I'm talking about Thanksgiving, but I just want to give you a testimony here. I don't even know where this is coming from. I never planned to. And he took me into my business. I had, a, I had a shop named The Gap, which means God answer prayers. And I spent time there, but don't think I didn't miss the flying. Because that was my comfort. It's affording me U.S. dollars when the dollar was 30 to 1. So when you only have one dollar, may I have 30 dollars. $30 because And it made you feel like, hey, there is nothing that I didn't need that I didn't have at that time. But I saw where God took away the job. He took away the shop. In 2014, there came a fire and all I had to do now was to supplicate myself and I had to thank him because it pushed me into the rock. And I'm telling you, I don't want you to experience that for you to trust in Trust him in the plenty, but he has to take you through the crucibles sometimes for you to learn to trust. And that is what Paul went through. That is why Paul could be in jail with chains all around him. I know I could not fathom that. I don't even like to go to, I remember camp in Southfield. We used to sleep on the ground. And in, I used to carry, like I used to put up, I used to have two mattresses. Because I don't like ground. Because invariably after that, I would have an ear infection. So can you imagine in jail where there is no bed? And I'm sure in the Roman jail, Paul was, was he was, in chains he cannot move and nobody i'm a gazelle i love to move but sometimes god has to break us he has to melt us he has to strip away so we can see him and we can learn to trust so after all of that i've lost air to make i've lost my shop but i am i am in God. Some people say, Ruth, how come you don't have the money now? How come? But money is not all there is. Because when you know him, and you know the man that loves you so much, money is not that important. I'm not saying it It is, because it's an access. You have to use it to, to pay your bills. But God will provide. My brothers and sisters, I'm almost coming to an end. And as it says in in, in Psalm 106, verse 1, it says, praise the Lord at all times, because thanksgiving now become your praise. Ephesians 5, verse 20, always giving thanks to the Father for everything. Remember, be anxious for nothing? Nothing, nothing but a thing, 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 thing. Be anxious for nothing, but give thanks in everything. This is where you start counting your blessings, The enemy will try and use what God has blessed, but he cannot stop you from being blessed. He cannot. So though men may fail, though the job may fail, though COVID might come, I am setting my face as a flame. Sometimes my sister doesn't say I don't talk much anymore because when you're at this place, you tend to talk less because you want to listen. You want to hear what God is saying. And I'm at a place in my life Where I'm hearing more than talking more. Because I am a talker. Can't you tell? Chat, 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 chat. And I'm learning. I have learned, like Paul, to listen more. Paul was listening. And that is why he could have that experience. Remember before Paul went into ministry? Three years in the Arabian Desert. That's in Galatians. Three years he spent there to get to know God. So don't think to come into ministry, you should just come in like, okay, I know. No, you need to spend time in the word. I didn't even say the word, but you gotta spend time in the word. You gotta spend time in prayer. You gotta spend time knowing God. So when he speaks, you will hear because sometimes you get the wrong counsel because the enemy counterfeits and you must be able to detect between the two voices. And that only comes through time, through quiet time. And I don't mean just get up in the mornings and pray. It's constant. Again, when you find a lover, you talk in the morning. I want to hear your voice in the morning, right? That's what they say. I want to hear your voice in the morning. That's what God is saying to you. I want to hear your voice in the morning. And not just in the morning. Lunchtime, I want to hear your voice again. Your lunchtime might be nine o'clock. And just before you go to bed, I want to hear your voice again. That's what God is asking us. Mm -hmm. He wants to hear from us. Mm -hmm. So you might think we're thinking about the physical. And yes, everybody wants a relationship, you know, with a nice guy. you know. I do. It's only natural. (laughs) Or a nice girl. Or a nice girl. Thank you, Pastor. Or a nice girl. We all want that. But it comes with prayer. Because you better go ask God about the girl that is coming into your life. Or the man. That is coming into your life. Because when you choose, you choose the wrong one sometimes. So he has to choose for you. And for him to choose, you have to pray. You have to supplicate. And you have to thank him for what is coming. And I hope you remember those three. Because I am saying it from a place that I have been doing it. And I don't want the I that is in anxiety, the I that is into the intimacy with God, the I in Elohim, the I in Yahweh, the I in the King of Kings. You know, even when pastor asked me to preach, you hear me, you know who this mad girl is? I didn't know. But you know what I had to do? I had to run to the rock. I had to run to El, I had to know, know the Bible. So when I go in to read no, I just don't read. Cause I don't know when they. one day he might just ask me to say something. So I spend time with him. It's one verse. I've been doing Ephesians and I cannot move from chapter one. Usually I just run through it. But when you have intimacy, you spend time. Intimacy, you want the person to be with you over and over again. You go on Zoom and you try to talk to the person. Because yeah? someone you know might be in long distance relationship. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I'm telling you, Zoom works. So you come and Zoom, put on your best dress. You remember last week when we celebrated Valentine? Of course, some I mean, of you're happy. I don't know, but I'm speaking love on this platform. I'm speaking that God will bless you with a man of God, a man that he sends, and a woman that he sends. When I say man, I mean both, not just a man. But he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So is the man have to find you? But you can find God in the secret place. Find him in the secret place. When your attitude is right, when your attitude is right in Thanksgiving, it gets you to that altitude with him. When your attitude is right. You know, this is when now you're not approaching him with panic. You're not panicking anymore. You're going in with confidence. You're going in with worship. Because you're no longer worrying now. You're worshiping him. And you're now into him. So guess what now? We can now talk. So that's when you make your request known. Unto him. You cannot talk to God when you're hysterical. When you have a hysterical child. You don't understand what the child is saying. And that is what being anxious is. But when you go in at a place of thanksgiving, and then he says, make your request known. I am here. I am here to wrap you. I am here to take you from worry to worship. I am here to take you from fear to faith. I am here to take you from the situations to the source. That's when you go in and you ask. Face to face now you're with him. This now becomes the marriage. When you're face to face with him. on the night now after the honeymoon. I'm not going there. I'm just going into the face to face. Because I have one last thing to talk about. When it says. The promise now comes. Which is the peace. So you have now prayed. You have supplicated. You have given him thanks and the peace off. Off is the small word because it comes only from Yahweh. It doesn't come from the world. It doesn't come from man. It doesn't come from a relationship that you have. It only comes from God. So after you have prayed, after you have supplicated, you now get the peace, which is the promise And the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds because you're at the place. You're in the secret place. You can now make your requests because you're no longer panicking. You're no longer being anxious. You're now face to face with him. And when I come face to face on you this morning in Zoom, you will see all my flaws, all my faults, everything because I'm in his face. And that's where God wants us to be. In his face, where we get the peace, the peace that passeth all understanding. And then you can tell him, God, you are enough for cancer. You are enough for the bills. I want to get to this God that I know that you will take care of everything, God. Intimacy. And I said to you again, the peace of God. And we know about the peace of God as it relates in Isaiah 23, verse 10. He will keep you in perfect peace. Remember, it's, it's, it's about the mind. That mind, which has the intellect, the heart has the emotions, all the emotions in the heart. But when you get face to face with him, when you get intimate with him, your face is next to his face. If he kisses you, he goes straight in. Because he is God all by himself. And that is what intimacy becomes. You don't kiss a guy the first time you see him. Well, I don't. You get to know him. You get face to face with him. And when that face to face comes, I never said, remember I said face. Nothing else but the face. There might be a kiss. And be careful of the kiss because the kiss might lead to something else. You have to know yourself. However, this is what God wants. God wants you to come face to face. This peace comes hanging around God. This is not your natural order. And the scripture that I just told you about is Isaiah 23 and verse 10. And the other one is John 14, verse 27. The peace I leave with you. Not as the world. Do not let your heart be troubled. The, the peace that you have, the world didn't give it to you. The world can't take it away from you. It is from God himself. Off. The peace. That little word off is a preposition. My friend let me gone even by first aid in an English book to see what off is in the part of speech. But it's a big word because it is the peace of God, yes. which is what I want, which is what I'm going to go after, which is what I will be going into. Face to face with him. So I just want you this morning before I close to guard your heart and your mind. Guard your heart. And And I've given you the weapons how to guard it. I've said again, the heart is the emotion. The mind is the seat of the intellect. Find your joy in Christ. Peace is the warrior of God that guards your heart when you pray. His peace will stand in your heart, defend you from mental stress, defend you from depression, defend you from the lies of the enemy. God wants us to live in joy, an incessant joy with him. And as I said, this peace is a gift from God. And for those listening on Mixelar, if you don't know the Prince of Peace, because peace is a gift, peace belongs to the children of God, and once you have accepted Christ as your Savior, you will attain that peace if you pray, if you supplicate, and if you give him thanks. And I'm saying to those who have not yet experienced the peace, I want to pray with you this morning, and I want to pray this afternoon, sorry. I want to give two prayers because I want to pray for those who are anxious. If you'd like, you can put up your, your virtual hand or push up your big toe if you don't want me to see your hand. But I have been anxious and I know what it is like to be anxious. It takes you from the presence. It takes you from the peace. It does. But God is saying to you today, this afternoon, my peace I give unto you. Let not your heart, let not your mind, let not your intellect tells you because that is pride. I'm coming in and I need you face to face. I need you face to face. And I will end with three things. I want you to live passionately. The book that I saw, and that changed my life last week when I saw the three things in the book. Live passionately, but live with God as the center. Not the eye in anxiety, but the God in the center. Live each day as it will last. Love completely. Showing others that love transcends and transforms. Learn humbly. growing through your problems and pain. And intimacy will follow. It's passionate. Be passionate for Christ. It's a sacrifice. You have to study. You have to dwell. You have to be vulnerable. You have to live in awe of him. You have to live in awe of your weight. It's a time together. I'm coming to a close and I seem like I'm rushing. It's quality time. It's learn to trust and to live in the now. My brothers and sisters, I want to pray for those who want to come to know Christ this morning. I want to pray for those who want that peace. And you can only get that peace if you know God. Because it is a gift from him. It's not your peace. It comes only from God because it speaks of the peace of God. So bad brothers and sisters and mixalah, those of you who don't know Christ, I'll be saying a simple prayer because I want you to come to know him as your Lord, as your Savior, as your muted Ruth Oh, I don't know what all oh, that happened. Lord Thank you. I thank, thank you, you, God, the enemy is a liar. I thank you, God, for your word. And I thank you for those who want to come to know you, that they will they, they will access this peace. They will access this peace of mind. They will access you, God. They will realize that I am a sinner and I need to know you. So I ask you, God, that you will forgive them of all their sins and let they come to know the Prince of Peace, the one who sat purifies his life on Calvary. Jesus Christ, son of the living God. Father, I ask that you write their name in the Lamb's book of life. Father, I ask that you forgive. And Lord, they will reach out to us in more and one, in the number, as we put it on later on. Because God, this is the only way we're going to get peace if we come to know you as our personal Lord and Savior. I thank you for the sacrifice that you have made for me. I thank you for your death on a cross. And I ask you, God, to come and dwell with me, to come and abide with me. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And um, just to note, Ruth, that Danielle raised her hand. I saw her raise hand. Thank you very much. And I want to pray now, she's a Christian, for those who are going through anxiety. Maybe some of you are not. I want to pray a prayer that God will really change the trajectory where you're going. That he will come in and take over. That he will be your perfect peace. That God, you will stop marinating on the things of the past. But you will come face to face with him. That's where he wants you. Into the holy of holies. God said forget the past. I am doing a new thing in your lives. And if that's what you want this morning, I need it. So I will stand in prayer too. But I will be praying for you as I come to a close because I want you to get intimate with God. Father, I thank you. I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you for your word that is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces our hearts. And Father, as we spoke this morning about intimacy with you, that you will guard God. You will garrison our hearts. You will garrison our minds because that is where it starts. It's an imagination. I hear the Holy Spirit saying to us this morning. And then we marinate on it and then it becomes depression. Then it becomes a panic attack. But I'm here because I am the Prince of Peace. I am the one that I give peace because it's the peace of God. And only God can give that peace. The, the world can't take it away from you. So, Father, I ask that by your grace, by your power, by your head, by your righteous right hand, that you will bring peace to your people. They will sit at your right hand because that is where the pleasures forevermore. And that is where peace is. They will run to you. They will run to you, God, in prayer. They will supplicate. They will give thanks. Because that is where peace is. They will trust you instead of panic. I will trust. And I will trust in you, Lord. I will. You did not give me the spirit of fear, but one of power and of love and of the sound mind. So I thank you this morning for your power. I thank you this morning that we are not, we have faith instead of fear. We are not worrying because we are worshiping God. I thank you that today is a new day, that your word will go forth. And God, it will not fall on rocky soil, but it will penetrate our hearts and our minds. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.